0: At the exit of our building, I mean, at the exit of the auditorium, and you'll see a little stand with some helmets and stuff. You can drop your card in there. All that will go directly to our pastor. All of the, tith- all of the offering today will go to our senior pastor. The tithes will stay in-house. But I want to, at this time, I would like to welcome our guest speaker. And uh, it was an invitation that Sister Kelly said she wanted. I don't know why, other than maybe he's an Alabama fan. <laughs> <laughs> But at this time, Good I want <laughs> I want to welcome uh, Bishop Garner, and Bishop Garner has uh, he has been wonderful here in our state. He's got a special place in our heart. He's really a spiritual father to our senior pastor, Pastor Mike Sainz, and uh, I know that we will get to uh, share a lot of that story. But I want to give him as much time as possible to preach the word today. So at this time, I would love for you to put your hands together and welcome Bishop Garner to the stage. Well, good morning. Good to see you in the house of God today. How many is excited about Jesus Christ? He is the author and the finisher of our faith. I don't make faith. God makes faith happen in each one of us. And through him, there is nothing impossible Amen. with God. Amen. Now you say, well, that's a pretty bold statement. It is a bold statement that I have lived with close to 50 years. And uh, I have seen it work. You can't waver in the faith and expect God to do something. you got to be steadfast. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The government's not going to change that. Amen? Aren't you glad? And uh, no preacher's going to come along and change that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is so good to be with Pastor Mike Saines and especially Kelly. <laughs> Kelly knows how to dress. Stand up, Kelly, and turn around. <laughs> I had the privilege of Meeting the quarterback last year after, it was probably February. We had him up in Cleveland, and I got to show him through a building that I'd built. And I watched him lay hands upon young people for about an hour, hour and a half, speaking in tongues, praising God. And that's unusual today. But thank God for the grace of God that brings salvation to every one of us. There's so many things that I can say about your staff and about the church. I guess the most important thing that I could say today is if you believe God like I believe God, you haven't seen anything yet. Amen? God is not a starter and a stopper. He's a starter, but he never stops anything. Amen? I've had the privilege of the last year or so, close to two years working with a guy that started off when he was 18 years of age. And started evangelizing. He's never done anything but evangelize. And uh, he wrote an article this past month that said, leaving nothing undone. How many wants to lead that testimony that you leave nothing undone? Amen. Your families need help. Your community needs help. But Jesus Christ is the only one that can give them real help today. I want to speak to you for about an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> on first things first, it's a simple scripture that many of us have read many times, and and we've heard it preached upon probably many times. But it's an absolute fact. And it's a fact that works still for today. I I love the contemporary services that we have in our churches today. And I love the music that we're playing today. But there's some things that are steadfast in the Word of God. Just like me putting my hand over my heart when I saw that flag. And to think of all the sacrifice and all the blood that has been shed for that flag. But he said in Matthew 6.33, But seek ye first, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I want to disappoint some of you today, but... It doesn't matter how holy you think you are. It's only His righteousness that works through us. We're not righteous within ourselves. There's not any goodness in me. It doesn't matter the positions that I've held in this life or the titles that have been given to me in this life. It's only through His righteousness and all, all of these things Did you? My sister over here is boy. I, I'm gonna set her right here because she preaches right with me. All of these things. Say it with me. All of these things will be added. Now, I don't like subtractions. Me either. I like addition. When I look at my billfold and there's no dollars in there, I, I don't like that. But when Betty gives me four or five dollars at a time, I like that. Because I know that something's been added to my billfold. God has greater things for you and the kingdom of God than we can even imagine. But there's a side of this that causes us to rise up with vigor and vitality to fight the good fight of faith. Nothing comes easy in this life. I'm 72 years of age, and I've worked every day of my life and intend to work until my toes are straight up. I intend to preach somewhere until nobody will invite me anymore to preach. I intend to serve God all the days of my life I intend to go to the house of God. I intend to praise Him with everything that is within me because God has been good to us. But let me share with you that from the beginning, from the very beginning, from Cain and Abel, this world has suffered violence. There's been violence, there's violence today. There's violence in this community. There's violence all over the world. But we're talking about the kingdom of God today. And in uh, Matthew 11 and 12, he said, and from the days of John uh, John the Baptist until now, the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, not the club, not the world, but the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and what happens to the violence the violence does one or two things it takes you down it scrubs your nose in the ground or it either picks you up and calls you to resist the violence and say devil You're not going to win this time. I'm a winner in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, he says it. He said, the violent, take it by force. I'm going to tell you what. There's been some devils in some churches, not A&P, not a quick check but some devils in the church that I've had to fight tooth and toenail. And they're still around because they want to cause uh, chaos and disturbance. But he said, the violent, we need some violent Christians today. We need some Christians that will say, I'm not going to let the devil have my family, my community, my church, my pastor. The devil can't attack him enough until it brings him down. We're going to pick it up, and we're going to go and force against the enemy of our soul, and we're going to be winners in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God must be first if we expect to win battles. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go to Walmart and speak in tongues. That doesn't mean that you walk into the hospital and tell the people in the hospital to rise up and walk. He, He puts a little common sense in there too, you know. But... We must be people that are filled with expectations. Right. Expecting a miracle from God. Expecting something phenomenal from God. Did you know that in this past year there was over 8,000 churches that close their doors in America, not in Russia, but in America. Did you know that that church attendance today, people go an average of one time a month? I'm talking about all faiths go an average of one time a month. I want to tell you, if we ate like we worship, we'd look like a rail. (laughs) Amen? I mean, you've got to be in the house of God. You've got to hear the Word of God. You've got to be with light people of light faith. To worship together and to study the Word of God together. We must seek God. Seek God. Did you know this past week I ran across something that I've had for a good while. It said, let God be the first to influence your day. Let Him be the first to influence your day. It is called the law of the first. What I do first determines what God will do second. Amen? If you determine that God is first and has priority in your life, I'm an early riser. I don't expect Betty to be an early riser uh, most of the time. But uh, occasionally, I would like for her to get up by six, six thirty, seven. That's when I expected eggs and biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today I head for the cereal bowl. <laughs> but uh, if if we understood that God has great surprises for us every day. If we put him first in our morning, he'll be with us all day long. Amen? Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, if you're a married man or a married woman in here, if we don't put each other first, the love dwindles away. Amen? Ken? Ken? You understand that? I mean, you got to have a common reason to come together. I love Betty. 53 years, most of the time, I've loved her. And about half the time, she's loved me. But I'm telling you, 53 years to stay with somebody. I want to tell you, God wants to be with you every day of the week, seven days out of the week, 24 hours a day. He died for you and for me. Hallelujah. He died for us. How many people would you die for? How many people would you give your day to? But he gave everything that we might have life and have it more abundantly. What do you need from God? I'm telling you, cut that clock off. God is so much bigger then our intellect, yes, our wisdom, our plans, yes, why don't we let God plan our day for us? Yes. Why don't we let God have control of our day? Yes. In Ephesians, he says, now unto him that is able to do it exceedingly and abundantly above that we've we been asked or think according to the power that worketh in us. I love Pastor Mike, and I love Pastor Kelly, but if I can't find them, I can find God. Yes, Amen? Right. So he says he's able to do exceedingly. Well, what what is exceedingly? If you'll go back to Matthew 5 and 6 and 7, you'll find what all that he's able to do. He said in one of the scriptures, he says, O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we just lay in the bed and expect somebody to bring it to us? He said, if you don't work, if you're able-bodied, I've used a pick, I've used a shovel, I've used a wheelbarrow, I've used all kinds of equipment, if I don't work, I can't expect to eat. But if I make myself available to God Almighty, he said... You will eat. Yes, sir. He will take care of us. Yes, and he said in his word, Therefore, take no, no thought. No thought for tomorrow. Because sufficient is the things... Today. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You get that? When this church thinks that they got it made, that's when we'll head. Downstream the wrong way. We've got to seek God today just like we did when we was in that little building with twenty people owing oh, everything in the world, couldn't pay our bills. But sufficient will bring when we think that we're sufficient within ourselves, without God, you can't do anything. Without God, there's nothing that is going to work right. But when we get God in everything, then God works. See, we must sense the invisible so we can do the impossible. Sense the invisible. Have I ever seen God? No, I've never seen Him. I've heard people tell all kinds of scary tales, but I doubt that they ever seen Him too. But I know exactly who He is. I recognize His Spirit. He's a loving God. He's a compassionate Savior. He's a saving God. He's, He's a forgiving God. He's one that wraps His arm around you. He... He doesn't take anything for granted on our life. He knows the details of our life. He knows every time that I've ever stumbled and ever failed. But he also knows the points of our needs. And we've got to sense the invisible or we've got to sense the invisible so we can do the impossible. We've got to give up all at any moment, all that I am in order to receive, I don't want to let the air. This is a great church. I don't want to let the air out of anybody. But you haven't arrived yet. Okay. Come on now. Mike, pastor. I'm looking forward to the day, and I've told you this, hundreds of times when this whole property is filled yes, with buildings and cars and parking lots yeah. oh somebody said you, you want to build something else well sure the kingdom of God suffers valid but the valid it by force and there's hundreds of thousands of people in this town that is not in church today that needs yeah. to be in the house of God yeah. and we're going to take it back I want you to say it with me. We're going to take it back. We're going to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. us. And And we're going to rub it in the devil's face. Hallelujah. 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 God is great Amen. now here's the bottom line: you got to continue when you discourage. you know pastor and I reckon it's ten o'clock when I'm supposed to be done, but I reckon that uh, the biggest Thing that we face today is keeping people encouraged because there's so much that comes against every one of us. Right. Right. I mean, we got gas prices goes up, groceries goes up. You know, Betty and I, when we got married 53 years ago, went to winn Dixie in Saraland, Alabama and bought two buggy loads of groceries, two buggy loads, meat, a lot of canned stuff, a lot of, uh, we we had corn one day and English peas the next day, you know all of that stuff. And uh, we bought two buggies full and it was less than $25. Well, I can't go get a loaf of bread and a, a gallon of milk and a bottle of orange juice for twenty-five dollars today. There's a lot of lot of stuff that faces us every day, a lot of stuff that we encounter every day. But trying our best to keep people encouraged, let me tell you, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. God, I remember when we got that evil report, and we prayed. My mother was 81, almost 81 years of age when she passed away. She had diabetes really bad the last couple years of her life and, and uh, had to put her in the hospital several times because her feet would get so out of whack and uh, just infected. And and uh, the doctor had come in, I know twice I was in there, and the doctor come in and said, "Miss Garner, we're going to have to amputate your uh, foot uh, because it's going to spread poison to the rest of your body. She'd look at him and she'd say, let me tell you something, doc. I come into this world with two and I'm leaving with two. And he'd come back in the next morning and he'd say, Well, Miss Corner, I don't know what has happened, but the circulation has started to get better. Sometimes, no matter who gives you the bad report, you just gotta turn around and say, no way. No way. No way. No way. No, you're not going to discourage me. No, you're not going to take me down. No, you're not going to defeat me. I'm going to stay encouraged in the Lord. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Somebody stand to your feet and praise him right now. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eat it on my shandallah, my kataya, my shandallah, my heart. Read it on my Just think when you're having a bad day that you have a mighty God. I don't know if it's appropriate or not on a day such as this, but I feel led in the Spirit. might have been one person that come into this building today and say, God, if you don't do something, that's my last time. If you need a touch from God, I want you to come down. If you need something, a miracle to happen in your life, somebody come around my brother hallelujah there's others that are coming hallelujah
1: hallelujah oh, hallelujah everyone. Lord you calm these raging seas hallelujah you walk with me through fire
0: hallelujah and
1: heal all my
0: hallelujah there's, there's at least three people that is back in this congregation that you're facing something that only God can help you with if you'll step out God's going to do it today
1: your Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, God. oh, Jesus, you're all of me, yes, God, yes, God, oh, you're more than enough, more than enough for me, oh, my God, oh,